All right, so I'm sitting here talking today to Nathan, and uh, Nathan Cravat just got back from Passion 2020, and uh, I know you've been sharing with me, Nathan, how God really moved in your life while you were there, so why don't you tell us about about the sermon that really was a pivotal moment for you? Awesome. Well, I want to work up to that point, but uh, before we get there, just having the opportunity to go and hang out with my buddy JC, give him props. He got us tickets. And uh, man, we we showed up and I've been, I don't know, six or seven years. Previous. I know, I'm so jealous. <laughs> well, uh, being in youth ministry and college ministry, that definitely helps with that. But man, we we got there and just we, we walked in when uh, a sermon was getting finished up and they went into the time of music and just the atmosphere in that place, watching 65,000 college students and high school seniors and their leaders worshiping Jesus is is just incredible. That will never get old. It feels a little bit like what I imagine heaven will be like. We're just, you know, untold numbers of people are praising Jesus in it. Yes. I think it gives us, a, I think it gives us a, a picture of what is happening around the world on any given day, because, you know, we meet in churches of 50, 80, 150, or even what we consider larger churches, a thousand, fifteen hundred. Right. And, you know, we, we have our picture of what that looks like, but what we don't realize is around the world, man, 24 hours a day, people are worshiping Jesus. And if we could get a little snapshot of what, what that looks like with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. That's that's God's point of view. And he's hearing these praises in every language, every tongue. So I definitely think that's what heaven's going to be like. But anyway, getting back to passion, the music was incredible. And I've I've heard a lot of people bash it, but man, it was it was awesome. And the the sermon that really impacted my life the most was Louis Giglio's sermon called Turn the Page. And, I've listened to it now, and it was powerful. Oh, man, it was so powerful. And it, it really hit me right <laughs> where I needed uh, to be hit because I've shared with you on a personal level that, you know, one of the most impactful ways God has uh, grown me and discipled me as a believer is by journaling through Scripture. And mm. that's something I've done for seven or eight years now. And it, it may sound super complicated, but really I'll take five or 10 verses and read over it a couple of times, pray through it, and then just highlight, underline the things that really, really spoke to me and then get, you know, an application and uh, what I saw in the passage, then an application. Then I'll actually write down things that I'm going to do. For example, today I wrote down, I will be open to the power of, of the Holy Spirit to uh, illuminate his word when he speaks that's to me. And awesome. I, was, I was reading in Acts. And so that's just something like I can write down, I will do this. And and so an action he, plan. That that's that's exactly what it was. And so over the past seven or eight years I've done that. But t- 2019 was the was really the low point of my journaling life because I mean my my journal tells the story. I mean it, it doesn't lie. It goes you know, pretty strong the first couple of months. And then, you know, there's three or four weeks missing. And then I journal for a week and then it skips four months. And then I journal and I'm going to get back to it. And then really it was, it was very weak. Now I was reading my Bible. Obviously I was studying for sermons, but, but for me, the most effective way to get along with God and to intentionally settle a part time for him 
is journaling. And I got away from that. So that the, the, the sermon Louis was preaching, basically, he went through and talked about how God turns the pages in the lives of, of people in Scripture. And then he talked that about how That was a powerful God, thought. Yeah. And then he talks about how God wants to turn the page in your life. He wants to take you from defeat to victory. He wants to take you from, you know, where you're at to where he wants you to be. And then his just the big mic drop moment for me was when Louis transitioned and said, if you really, if this is speaking to you, if you really want God to turn the page in your life, you need to start turning the pages in his book. And man, that just, that spoke to me that, yes, I want God to turn some pages. I want some victories in my life. I want to grow closer to him to look more like Jesus. But many times I'm wondering, why isn't God speaking to me? And, and my Bible's closed. Wow. And that's something that all Christians need to need to be reminded of. It's, it's like the, the old, I'm sure you sang this song in Awanas or Vacation Bible School or Children's Church. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Um, right. Then don't read your Bible before you get to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. And that is so silly. But, man, we get so deep in theology that we just forget to open our Bible every day and well, pray. Well, what about, what about the old Lord. saying, too? What about the old saying, too? Uh, uh, either sin will keep you away from God's Word, or God's Word will keep you away from sin. You know that, that it's a protection. It's a protection for us. That's awesome, and I believe that is written in two or three of my Bibles. I always keep my Bibles after I they kind of I stop using them, and I've got that written in a Bible that I got when I graduated high school as a teenager, and that that is it's just as true today as it was then. But we forget simple things like that. So, so man, we we were there. That sermon was incredibly impactful. Then. One thing I want to share with you is we we walked out of the arena. Uh, I mean, the Mercedes Benz Dome where they had the Super Bowl. I mean, just just incredible. Uh, it's crazy thinking that that we were in there. But we walk out, and there's these group of guys, and this happens every year. There's these group of guys at mm -hmm. the top of the stairs outside on the street with a couple little simple guitars, and they're singing some old hymns, and it sounded horrible. And it was cheesy. And right. their point is what y'all are doing in there doesn't honor God. It's a wow. show. There's fog machines. And they're handing out tracts telling us that we need the real Bible and the real scripture. And, and they're, they're legalists, basically. And they're out there singing these songs and trying to make the point that what y'all did was fake. And, so sad. Yeah, and I, I just kind of smiled and walked away. Uh, a few years back, I stopped and had a conversation with those guys, and he starts telling me all that stuff. And I said, well, that's real interesting. I said, do you know who just got finished speaking 15 minutes ago? He said, no, who? And I said, Matt Chandler. And I said, you want to know Matt, what Matt Chandler preached about? And I, I shared with him the points of the uh, – Chandler shared a sermon on the atonement and on the blood. You know, he's always like just, just spot on and deep. Oh, he's ferocious. Yeah, yeah, and and I shared the sermon with him and opened my journal and showed him the points. He was like, "Oh wow, I've never heard him, but that sounds pretty good." I said, "Yeah." So why are you here fighting against this when sixty five thousand college students just heard about the atoning work of Christ on the cross and many of them got saved? I said, "Dude, you're on the wrong side of this thing." So anyway, anyway, yeah, it was an incredible experience, and man, God spoke to me, and I'm I, I know impactful things happened in thousands of those college students' lives. And uh, just 
excited to be a part of that thing, man. Well, you know, uh, uh, when I post this on our Hope Life um, podcast, just, you know, kind of as a preview so people can get an idea of what some of the conversations might sound like, you know, several of the things you've already shared are amazing. For example, I've never been in a single room where 65,000 people were lifting high the name of Jesus in unison all at once. Like that has to be so powerful. And the way you describe that as being kind of a a picture of what heaven's going to be like, man, that really got a hold of me because, I mean, that excites me inwardly to think about the fact that, you know, when we're in heaven, multiplied millions of people are going to be praising the Lord. And I'll tell you something I saw a little while back, you know, in the book of Revelation, there's no identity other than the identity of Jesus that's pointed out. And we're just, we're just the church. We're just a part of the masses, regardless of who we are. So think about this in heaven. When we bow before the throne of Jesus, there won't be, Oh, Billy Graham is praising Jesus or Louis Giglio is praising Jesus or, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman, a famous singer, you know, he's praising Jesus. Think about it. When we, when we kneel in heaven, we will kneel as a collective before the throne of Jesus. And in that moment, the only identity that's going to matter is Jesus. And so to see that many people praise him in that way, that, that sounds exciting. I'm looking forward. I think you're going to be working on us making it available for our older teenagers and young adults to go next year. Is that right? Yes, and that's one of the really exciting things that they announced this year. It's it's going next year. It's not going to be in one location. It's going to be in two locations. One is Atlanta, Georgia, and the second location they announced this year, which the place went crazy when they announced it, was going to be in uh, New York City. Wow! In Brooklyn, I believe it's going to be in the Nets Arena, the stadium mm. where the, the the Nets play. So. I would love to get a group and we can talk about, I think it's about the same distance from you to either get to New York or to get to Atlanta, Georgia. I would love to take a group up to New York uh, in 2021 and bring in the new year, worshiping Jesus in New York City with uh, thousands of other people. Oh, that would be a blast, wouldn't it? I mean, I just yes, think about it. it. It'd be amazing. And, and think about high school seniors from all the Hope Church locations. And uh, I, I believe high school seniors and college students and their leaders, I believe we could take 20 or 30 at least up there. Oh, at least. Yeah. And yeah, I probably got, I don't know, seven or eight leaders and students that would go from uh, Trenton. So here's my question. Do I get to pretend like I'm a young adult and tag along just so I can be a part of it? Well, that's the secret. It's, it's high school seniors, college students and their leaders. So I like that. Yeah. So we, we get to be a part of it. And, uh, people ask me every year, well, you're not 18 to 25. I say, Hey, I'm a leader. So there we go. We get to enjoy it with them. Hey, I love that. You got to use the excuse you have, but, um, so then, you know, you're talking about getting into God's word and I think, you know, we can wrap this up with this idea of it's Nathan. First of all, I appreciate the way you shared it because, you know, this is what you just said. I'm a pastor and I need to open God's word. Yeah. I'm a pastor. I need to spend time in God's word. Yes. For myself, not just preparing to teach other people, but for myself, I need to grow deeper with him. Right. And so you have to open the pages 
in order for God to turn your page. That's it, man. That and, is so uh, powerful. Yeah, I love that. And so I hope that you know people will realize for us and for them, God's word is equally important. And and hey, there may be some of you who are part of Hope Church who are going to be listening to this conversation and you need to get a journal. Uh, you can order those online from Lifeway Online or from, uh, I think, Christian Book Distributors. There's there's several websites. you can. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. You can find anything on Amazon. Uh, but you can order your own journal, and that helps you hold yourself accountable, not only you know because, like Nathan said, if you skip days, you see it in your journal. Yeah. And that also holds you accountable to what you have seen in God's Word. And then, you know, Nathan, this is pretty cool, and, and you may um, think about this. I had a friend once who always journaled through his Bible. And he had a couple of daughters and his plan is he's going to leave those journals to his children after his death. That is awesome. So that they will be able to see as they look through the pages of the journal, what God was doing in their dad's life through his word. Yeah. I pray that I pray that my journals and I'm already keeping them. I've got, I don't know, 10 maybe already, but I'm already keeping them, uh, in hopes that one day my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren may look back and, and see how God worked in my life and how He changed me. And, and man, it's real. It's, it's, it's like you that. read through my journal, you're going you're gonna to see and hear things that, you know, and, and I've, I've shared my story publicly multiple times, and it's something that I thought I would never be able to share with people, yet God is using those stories for His glory. And Man, I, I think of future generations that are going to come, and and I don't want them to to look at my life and think, man, I was I was really some super special, super saint Christian, because that is not the truth. What I want them to what know a challenge. is that what I yeah, what I want them to know is that Jesus is amazing, and that He changed my life, and an ordinary, broken guy was changed radically by Jesus and that same power that changed King David, that changed Saul, the apostle, Mm -hmm. to to Paul, the apostle, and uh, the the same Jesus that changed their lives changed my life, and he wants to have a real relationship with them. Well, I really love that. And uh, why don't we close this by you, you know, praying sincerely that God would help the family of, of Hope Church to love his word. Um, you know, I've been thinking about it. I love that people have their Bible on a mobile device, but how cool is it still when you can look out in the audience and actually see people turning pages? I love and, it. Yeah, I do too. And and I want I want people to make sure and bring their Bibles with them. Um, and, you know, I want people to know that that his word matters. And so why don't you just close us out today by by praying that God would really direct us toward his word this coming year. That sounds good. Father, we thank you for the influences that you have given us in our life that push us closer to you, Lord. Thank you for the Passion Conference. Thank you for Louis Giglio and how that sermon has just impacted my life and I know the lives of many others. And God, I I pray that you would help me personally to to walk in your truth, what you've called me to do and and the daily discipline of getting in your word and journaling through scripture. God, I pray that you help me to be faithful in that this year. And Lord, I pray that many people at Hope Church 
Lord, across different states and, and different congregations would just make a commitment this year to turn the pages in your word and to trust you for the results. God, you, you said that if we will walk with you and trust you, we will not be put to shame. We will not be disappointed. Yes. And so, Lord, I pray that 2020 would be a year that is just full of life-changing encounters with you in your word in our private time together with you, and then that that would turn around and result in us being able to impact the world around us yes. for your for your good and for your glory and for uh, the spreading of the gospel and the building of your kingdom. Lord, thank you for Brian. Thank you for his leadership. Lord, I pray that you would bless all the Hope Church locations. And Lord, just use us for your glory this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Nathan, I think this has been a great conversation, um, even better than I think uh, we were planning. And, you know, what I'm hoping is that as people listen to this, that they will understand that, you know, this is what they're going to find when they tune into this podcast uh, that is, you know, by Hope Church, for Hope Church once a month, that we can have real honest conversations, that we can be challenged. And um, I think this will help us grow because I know, um, to be honest with you, I bought a leather journal a while back. And I said, I'm going to start journaling through the Bible, you know, because you've challenged me to do that. And um, I think a couple of other people that I know have challenged me to do that. And yet I really didn't make a real practice of it. You know, I sit down with the Bible and before I know it, I'm preparing food for other people and not really eating myself. And uh, yeah. this conversation has definitely inspired me to get out that journal and say, okay, 2020 is the year. Make this happen. And uh, so thank you for that, Nathan. And uh, pray God continues to do great things in Trenton. And uh, we appreciate everybody listening. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless.